0: Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zafford.
1: Mark Wade is the director of the digital agency Media Metropolis. He is also the producer of an envisaged new series entitled Legends and Legacy: A History of South African Jewry. A pilot episode has now been made and he is in the process of fundraising for what is intended to be a 13-part series. Mark, welcome and thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thank you very much for inviting me, Cherise.
1: Mark, what was the inspiration behind the idea of a documentary?
0: It's actually quite interesting. I was doing research on my wife's family. They're originally from Rhodes Island in Greece. Sephardi community and the more I got into the research to see her family's history I then obviously went to see how they all ended up in Africa some of them going through to the Congo some going to Rhodesia some even went to Durban and Cape Town and then I started doing more and more research about the local Jewish community um, and obviously, the Sephardi community is very small compared to the Ashkenazi community and The more I tried to research the re- the more I realized that there actually wasn 't any information available online and most of it is in libraries and books, um, especially Milton Shane who 's done some amazing books, and um, Rabbi Moshe Silverhaft has done the country communities. And um, being in a digital world, I really wanted to find that available online. I'm not spending hours and hours and hours going through the internet trying to find something that actually wasn't there, and going to um, a bookstore and finding well they just ran out of that copy and it's not available any longer. And sorry, you know, that history has now disappeared. So my intention really was to try and put the the history of South African Jewry into context and put it into a digital format, essentially in, in, a, in a TV series. And then the more I re- research I did, the realised that actually it's not going to challenge. The challenge is not going to be what to put in, but who to leave out, because the, the contribution that b has been so great. So going back to. In fact, it goes, even goes back further to the early days of the Dutch East India Company when um, Jews did arrive here, but they weren't allowed to be Jewish. The Dutch East India Company wouldn't employ Jews. So they were essentially a kind of a Murano community who were pretending to be Christian. They may have converted to Christianity. And um, so, although last year was officially the 175th anniversary of the, the, the first Minyan in Cape Town, the history could actually go back to about 300 years. So the interesting thing is that while the Boers and the British were fighting amongst each other or fighting amongst all the indigenous tribes... The, the Jews arrived here from, firstly from, from Lithuania and Poland, and they walked into a country that really was just open season for them. They could really do what they want. They weren't part of the sort of battles that were going on. And they started as smosas, you know, driving around in their horse and buggy, selling spades and gum boots and things like that. And really the community grew from there. And their contribution has been unbelievable. It really, really is. It's, there's no, Contribution from any single group that's been greater. So the, you know, while the trekkers were trekking and the, and the the British had military barracks everywhere, the industry hadn't grown, um, and really that was the Jewish contribution from the early days. And they and there are so many industries industries in this country that were started by the Jewish community and still flourishing today.
1: When you speak about putting it digitally, what is so nice about that is that we have a huge archives, you know, and um, my mum was going through her papers and she found this most beautiful, like, invitation to an event that, you know, whatever, has historical importance because an Israeli dignitary had visited at the time and the invitation. And what's nice about visual is you can include all those different kinds of artifacts that may somehow be lost.
0: Yes, yeah, so you're quite right. So, and my, my point about what, what we were going to leave out, and that, that's the challenge. So, we decided what to do. We'd actually create a website and to house the 13 part TV series. And then we could actually put additional material that people could submit old photographs of families and friends and communities and have the two supporting each other. Um, for us to actually do a, a documentary, a full documentary on the whole contribution, you know, we'd really need to do a replicate that, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica. So, and then going back to your earlier guests who are here, the digital world is where everyone is. We want to, you know, we go to Mr. Google and we go to our apps and our social media to look for things. We no longer go to libraries. Um, even my daughters at school, you know, they do everything online. So I think that's what we need to do. We need to put an environment where people can see it. They can just click a button and they can press play and they can turn up the volume and they can, you know, send and share and enjoy it. And that needs to be done. And I think going beyond that, the community seems to be shrinking. Um, you know, I think in the 70s, we, the, the, we had about 125,000 uh, Jewish people living in this country, and I believe we're down to about 50. So our history is being lost. And I think we need to take it out of the libraries and put it into digital formats so everyone can see it.
1: And everybody can access and enjoy it. Yes. I think we're going to take our break now, and okay. after the break, we can look at how you would divide a thirteen-part documentary on South African Jewry.
0: Okay. Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zeffert,
1: and I'm talking to Mark Wade, who is the director of the digital agency Media Metropolis. He has made a pilot episode of what he hopes will be a thirteen-part series, digital online and easily accessible. Mark, how far are you with regard to your documentary?
0: In the beginning, we were touting our, our proposal, a written proposal, uh, to try and raise funding. And then, um, really, we were advised to put together a pilot uh, a visual pilot, so people can really see what we what we intend doing, um, so I was introduced to a great bunch of guys at man made media and they decided to do to help me put together the pilot pro bono and um, we obviously will be Yay, using we 'll be, yes, well we'll be using them in the future for the series, um, so we put together a part we interviewed uh, David Sachs, um, the historian who who has such an abundance of information. Um, we, we, he could keep us um, busy <laughs> for years and years and years. And we spoke to Ben Schwartz uh, from, from the um, Zionist Fed, uh, who has also had lots of information. Um, we intend speaking to Rabbi Moshe Silverhoft, the country rabbi. I think between the three of them, they're going to have an abundance of information, and then of course the the libraries in, in the Beiachat um, in Johannesburg yeah. and in Cape Town. Actually, I think there's even more at the Jewish Museum, uh, the UCT, or the um, the um, I think it's the Man- the Mendel
1: Mendel Mandel- Kaplan um, Centre. Yes. yes, and of course our own the Jewish Board Archives are. Oh. As a fortune of gems.
0: Yes, yes. But you we really want to take it out of those archives and put it into a format that people can yes. just say press a button and play it and, yes. and relive those um, that history.
1: And then so what is the next step for you?
0: Um challenge now really is to find the funding to to um, to finance the, the series um, so we, we kind of have a two a, a two-pronged challenge one to find the funding and B to maybe find a, fundi- a person who's a fundraiser who who has um, the guys with lots of money on speed dial um, it's very difficult getting directly through to these through to the guys and then there's also donor fatigue within the Jewish community you know there's always someone saying please help some various charities whether it's Arcadia or the Chev they all need money as well so maybe our project is seen as a little bit frivolous. But I hope it isn't. I hope people look at it I think seriously. It's important.
1: And what what I did notice, because in a funny way, I mean, I knew about you obviously, but I came to you again via Twitter um, through a tweet sent out by Helen Millard yes. in the UK. So I know there's interest in the UK as well in seeing this, the completion of this.
0: Yeah, you know, we, a lot of people are very interested in the, in the, in the production. They're very excited about what the, the possibility is. People introducing me to all sorts of friends and family and, you know, we, you must include this person and, you know, do you know that person? Mm-hmm. So there's this whole network and I think people are very keen to to have their family history exposed and and who did what in in South Africa. But the next step really is to raise the funding. Mm -hmm. Um, We've planned that it's going to be a 12-month project to put together. It's uh, going to be quite a a challenge. Uh, But we're going to be using a very stripped-down, sort of two-man-and-a-bucky type of a production to try and get it done, to keep the costs as minimal as possible. But production costs are production costs. So, you know, we can't really um approach anyone and say, please discount everything for us because they also have a, a, sure. a, a to make a living. Sure. Uh, but that's our big challenge. So, we do have interest from the uh, Brandeis University. They have what's called the Jewish Film Institute. Oh, that's brilliant. And they re- really are an archive of, of, of I- almost every single Jewish film that's ever made, and they run film festivals. So, they're very keen to participate and help us wherever they can. And we have the people in the UK who are looking around. Um, we have spoken to some of the TV, local TV stations here and see what sort of interest they have. It's just a case of networking and talking to people all the time, and, and seeing where we can where we can go with it. Um,
1: You're looking at thirteen part series. Yes. How have you divided it
0: into into uh, I, can, I can call them business categories? So there'll be arts and science and and. and Politics and retail banking—we've had to do it that way, to, you know. So we've got—we can do a collection of people within a particular field so and talk theme. about what they're doing. So it'll be themed, theme rather than yes.
1: kind of chronological.
0: Yes, yes, related. Be- yeah, because the, you know there could be you know people re- in the retail industry who go back a few hundred years, but their, their businesses are still going today, and then maybe the grandparent, the the, the grandchildren, or the great great grandchildren who are running the business.
1: It is fascinating. So, it is absolutely fascinating.
0: And, and the, the history of South African Jewry is so interesting. Um, and I think be, be, because they, there was, they just walked into a country where they where they could start from scratch, mm-hmm. and there weren't all the issues. And you know, the strange story is that that, that most of them spoke Yiddish. They didn't speak either English or Afrikaans or, or any other language. And they arrived here, and they, eventually, most of them, their second language became Afrikaans because the, they were mixing the with Burra the Yurda, Boers, so yeah. they began the Boer and many of them fought on the side of the Boers in the Boer War.
1: And indeed, I have to um, mention my colleague David Sachs, who has written a book
0: on yes. Jews who
1: have fought in the Anglo-Boer War, on both sides.
0: yes. So, um, and and history is still evolving, you know, so even today, there there are many mavericks in different industries who come from the Jewish community, and well, the community maybe is the wrong word, I think the best description of the Jews in South Africa is this extended family. (laughs) I love that, And uh, that works best, and if you're trying to define Jews, you know, is it a religion, is it a race, is (laughs) it a... But I think it is this very big family of people who... Who all, they may not all love each other. They have
1: their furibbles.
0: but They have their furibbles, yes, but there's the, they'll never forget each other. But I think and that
1: is the most absolutely wonderful description that I've heard. Well done.
0: Yes, I, I was battling with it and <laughs> I actually read it somewhere recently and I thought, no, that is the perfect description.
1: An extended family. Mm. So, Mark, are you looking to contact Maybe people within museums, maybe people who have a passion about history, about digital, people who know donors, people who know how to fundraise. What, what are you? What is your call to the our extended family?
0: <laughs> yes, yes. As I said, it, was, it, it is twofold. It really is. If, if someone wants to come forward. And 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 offer us the money. You know, obviously we're not expecting someone to to bankroll the whole production, but we are giving. We're doing a typical what the Americans call a PBS public broadcast service. They have that channel. They don't have advertising, but that's called the tops and tails. They say this, you know, program is proudly brought to you by a grant by or. Um, certain corporations, or certain individuals, or foundations, we will give people credit for that. Um, if, if someone's interested in fundraising, fundraising, we'll give them credit as an executive producer on the program. Wow. So we obviously want the community to be as involved in the production as possible. You know, I don't want to run off and carry the flag and say it's a me myself, I production, because it definitely isn't. We're going to rely on the community in every way. If it's not just content or photographs, it's going to be funding.
1: Mark, if, I know you've got your pilot episode and it is available online. I don't know if you want to give contact details, if anybody would like to speak. Speak to you.
0: Yeah, you can um, go onto my website, which is Media za, which is my company, or they can give me a call directly. My cell number is 082 787 9251, and we can chat further.